1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we build up to another huge night for Scotland. Three points, top spot in the group and revenge is up for grabs when Republic of Ireland come to Hamden. John McGinn's in line for his 50th cap as Declan Gallagher and Josh Doig are drafted into the squad and elsewhere Liam Fox is the new manager of Dundee United. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, you've got Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans. I am easily confused, as you well know. But I think I'm entitled to be bewildered by Scotland We were jittery in June And it cost us a World Cup Now we're stunning in September And I think the momentum created by a flawless win over Ukraine Will sweep aside the Republic of Ireland tomorrow at Hamden Kenny, my question is What will it be like if we ever find consistency? I'm just going to say, don't you get carried away, Hugh, all right? You're <laughs> too late one, for that. <laughs> one performance at a time. And sensational in September, I would say, as well, because the lads were were absolutely incredible. Absolutely, from start to finish, even in the first 10 minutes, with the weather, a wee bit of possession, a few long balls in behind to test us out, with Mudrick rampaging down the, the left-hand side for Ukraine. The lads took control, they were dominant. Uh, I'm sure Steve reaching the 70th minute mark was kind of ruining his chances, because there was... Um, team created uh, But then we got that opening goal And it was plain sailing towards the end With a couple of Dykes headers uh, Just to seal the result But it was a, an incredible performance Probably the best I've seen for a Scotland team Really? Going that far? I think so I mean And that's What happens I mean, You do forget previous results And performances But what I'm basing it on Is the result Clearly but the performance of how controlled it was and how dominant it was against a really, really good team. We've seen how good they were on June, despite us not getting to this kind of level. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the whole, I think the lessons learned from that, Steve Clark and his team deserve a lot of credit for how they, how they went about their business. And I felt they were relentless, particularly in that second half. It was non-stop action towards Ukraine goal. So maybe a little bit over the top, but I think we're entitled to get a little bit carried away, Hugh, and looking forward to tomorrow night. Much of the same. 0141951102.5. Let's join in. What do you think then? Looking ahead to tomorrow night, Republic of Ireland at Hamden. If this is stunning and sensational and the best performance people have seen in a while... Do you just keep the same team? Is it crazy to even think of something else? Or do you have to somehow be mindful of the fact that this is a, a triple header, three games within seven days, and this weird situation that actually uh, a win tomorrow night is no real different to a draw tomorrow night if you go on and draw in Ukraine, if that makes any sense, Hugh Keevans. You said you were easily confused. I am, uh, but I would go with the same team. I'm a great believer in momentum, um, John McGinn with 50th cap He'll be leading out a team of players Who are keen and hungry And want to do it again In front of tens of thousands of fans I personally would go with the same team But Stevie Clark's got the job Of having to get these players peak Three times in mm-hmm. quick succession And that may bring out The uh, the cautious side of Stevie Clark's nature uh, what do you think though? 01419511025 Are you keeping the exact same team? Are you tweaking one or two things? Do you need to have the trip to Ukraine In the back of the mind Kenny Because it's a strange one Like like I sort of alluded to at the top You could go all out Bust a gut Beat the Republic of Ireland tomorrow 
And it doesn't actually put you in a better position Going into the Ukraine game Unless of course they drop points against Armenia But we're, we're sort of basing this on the assumption that they win Two draws is enough for Scotland Draw tomorrow, draw Tuesday You top the group and you're into the, the playoffs for the Euros I think it is irrelevant to bonus with you Thinking about what gets you now We can all do it and we can work out all the permutations Of what we need and what we don't need the team need to turn up and perform that way. If they perform that way, then everything will take care of itself. If the Scotland drop down a levels, as we've seen in June, or a few levels it was in June, then we can get beat to anyone. I mean, Ireland beat us 3-0 and that day could have been 5. Oof, Let's be honest about it. It was, was an absolute annihilation that day. Probably the worst performance that was seen definitely for this Scotland team under Steve Clark. So it was... Uh, the signs are there and the lessons just need to be learned that when we are not at our best mm -hmm. we can we can fall foul of a really really poor result so yes all the permutation will work out and I'm sure Stephen and all the lads will know exactly what they need to do but for me they need to go and just replicate that type of performance yeah, I mean an international triple header is a sort of new phenomenon is that any different from just doing what you know say Celtic Rangers are doing at the moment no it's not weekend midweek is it just, just <laughs> no, the same thing yeah. of course it is you know it's I mean, three games of, so it's, you know, it's not it's, I, it's not anything to to be extra cautious about personnel-wise. But I think Rangers and Celtic and Hearts now, when they're facing Europe, they still have these same issues. They still... And, and you will see changes. I mean, I would be surprised to see the same starting 11 start these three games. Mm -hmm. I think that... I mean, it, 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 it's really tough to imagine yeah. the players reaching this kind of level. So that's, kind of, that's kind of my point then. Yeah, do, do you expect changes tomorrow? No. Even although... So the changes come you could, away you, to Ukraine. You could have Dykes, for example. Scorer of two... Terrific goals midweek, and um, he could have taken that place. So you know, it might not be a case. All oh, right, we need to change Shea Adams because the power of work he puts yeah. in. This could be, or because he got hit be by a guy. train in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still saying it wasn't right. I'll put it out there. But anyway, it could be Dykes taking that jersey off Shea Adams, which is what you want. You want the kind of decision that pff, I feel we need to make the change for yeah. the benefit of the team, not because oh I think he might might not be able to go again for another yeah. 70, 90 minutes, whatever it is. So that could be right, Hugh. That could be a an obvious change, but I, I think the rest of the team, the way it mm. functions, I mean there will be a change. Hickey will play. You would imagine, yeah, of course, Patterson, yeah, yeah. obviously, because again another enforced one. Right. What do you think then? What are you thinking about tomorrow? Are you going along? Have you got a new sense of optimism after the other night? Would you change the team? Is there anything you would you would tweak about it? With the trip to I was going to say trip to Ukraine The trip to Poland of course uh, In mind John McGinn's in line for his 50th cap Any of those topics Tickle your fancy Now is the time to share it 01419511025 And of course Elsewhere Dundee United fans It would be nice to hear from you You've got a new manager Is that the right call Or not Let us know 01419511025 Let's get the thoughts of Stevie Clark To kick us off Great, you just got to look at his, his contributions, his goal scoring record, his assists. He can play different midfield positions. He brings his own bubbly, bright personality into the group. He, he's, he's a key key member of the squad on and off the pitch. I think he enjoys it when I push him a little bit further forward and he's got the chance to, to make those goals, to make those assists. Uh, it works well for us, it has worked well for us. And, and obviously, I'm indebted to John for a lot of the a lot of the good wins that we've had because he's managed to get the goals or the assists. So hopefully he can keep it going and hopefully he can get to 100 and get a few more goals and assists along the way. That's 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 the group that carries you forward. We've spoken about how we try to create a pathway for the younger ones. They'll come in. John, don't forget John. John McGinn was in a lot of Scotland squads. 
Uh, he famously tells me about the time that he was asked to run the line in one of the squads because he, he was surplus to, to requirements at the time. So you, you have to understand that it was a process. Uh, John accepted that. He waited for his chance. And, and, and that's what you want. And that age group of players is the one when I, when I first came in, they didn't have that many caps. And I'm saying over a period of time, they will pick up the caps, they will become more experienced and hopefully will improve as a group. And I, I think, I, th I think, maybe some people disagree, but I think we've improved a lot as a group. Hard to look beyond that, Kenny. You'll be welcoming someone else into the 50 cap club tomorrow. And pff, he's been one of the main men, hasn't he, for a while now, John McGinn? No, he has been. Uh, I think that's his, was that his 14th goal the other night so in 14 and 49 it's an incredible return from primarily a midfielder albeit he does get thrown into that advanced role which I do agree with Steve I, it really suits him I think if you're asking him to play that little bit deeper stuff and build the play it maybe doesn't play to his his strengths and that's the one thing I think Steve's done really really well over the over the last couple of seasons now or a couple of years with the, with the Scotland team he's found a way to get in the players attributes into the areas that they can most affect the game. So again, Callum McGregor, whether it be Callum McGregor, Billy Gilmore, McTominay controlling the game, Ryan Jack, you've got guys like Armstrongs, Christie's and John McGinn who can really get beyond a striker, they can score, they can create. I mean, I thought that play that led to the Patterson chance, where it was the kind of one-touch combination play, and I think it was McGinn into Armstrong, who then set Christie, who then fed Patterson through, that's as good as a move you'll see that if that had been like a man if that ended in a goal and it had been a Man City or a mm. Liverpool or a Barcelona you would be absolutely waxing lyrical about that type of play it was brilliant and that was the three players behind the striker combining so again that's I think the changes the, the slight change to the shape that he had made allowed these players to get oh. in and, and, and amongst each other connected that they can play that type of football all the more impressive from John McGinn because at his club Villa they changed the captaincy and gave it to him took it off Tyrone Mings and Stephen Gerrard was criticised for that And at the time Villa weren't exactly pulling up trees He's come through that period He was sensational on Wednesday night And I'd like to congratulate him in advance For joining the Hall of Fame Because I always declare the, the vested interest We grew up uh, beside the McGinn family in Clydebank They are terrific people uh, And any success for the McGinns I applaud 20 caps behind you Only a couple of goals though What's he Is he going to catch Catch both Listen with the, with the way Not just John I mean goals John But I think in terms of caps There's so many guys Lining up there And uh, again If we had the Nations League I probably would have got About 100 mm, exactly, caps enough, But never mind it's, <laughs> uh, uh, the, the way it comes Good to down, see he's not bitter about the, it The games uh, come thick and fast now So it's uh, There's no doubt John I think boys like Kieran Tierney Callum McGregor all these lads that are, are kind of in around that, if not surpassed the 50 already, will we'll, we'll get right up there. John, in terms of his goals, I think the role really, really suits him to go and get involved with the striker, go beyond the striker, arrive in the box and go on the end of crosses the way he did with the cross in the first half. He was unfortunate, just not to guide it towards the back post. So, role really, really suits him. And his, his goal, he's hungry to score. Mm -hmm. You know that, I mean, you need to have that kind of instinct to get into the right positions constantly and get on the end of things and, and he does it every time the games come around I mean seriously Hugh we're discussing Scotland here in the company of the man who is 8th on the all time caps list that's, yeah. that is the level of authority uh, that we have in the studio tonight 01419511025 alright I'm glad we're going to, we have to bring this guy back Josh is on the line who phoned us earlier in the week Josh have you got the Euromillions numbers for tonight? Uh, Gordon, do you know I, I wish I'd I, I wish I had right? uh, I wish I'd said 3-0 uh, on Wednesday 
I'm, I'm glad I've been uh, able oh, to I thought you did I'm trying to do your, you, should, you lied Did you say What did you, what did you say? 2-0 oh, There we go Forget yeah. that then right, I'll get him off right, him See off. you later Josh It was <laughs> nice to catch up He's a pessimist I only br- We only brought him back on Hugh Because I thought he'd got the prediction Bang on Right fine <laughs> Lyndon Dyke spoiled it for you Josh But you were close Hey, he, cert- he didn't. He certainly didn't spoil anything uh, Gordon what, what an atmosphere it was to, um, Glad I'm back on to Mr Keevans Who um, was still raging about his suitcase or whatever mm-hmm. um, On Wednesday night Because he was saying that Ukraine were weren't going to be a walkover And all that nonsense We went out there and absolutely banjoed them Right We You know I, I felt that on Wednesday we just showed You know The quality of the team we have I mean What happened in June was 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 an abnormality, right? And uh, you know we've proven now that we are a, a top side again. You know we can compete with top teams across Europe, right? And I think folk that you know there, there's some people out there, admittedly not not Hugh Keevans or anyone on the, on, on the show, but there, there's there's people out there that still still cling to this idea that Stevie Clark is not the man for Scotland, or that he's a a dinosaur or that he's antiquated or whatever. I mean, there we are with Ukraine who no long ago got to, was it the series they got to in the Euros or the quarters? Um, and we absolutely done them in on uh, Wednesday night, you know? So, I mean, uh, no even that. I mean, you're talking about teams like Serbia, another good team, uh, Denmark, another, you know, top European side. So we are competing at that level now and we've got a great squad. Um, a lot of great performances, uh, and I'd like to get Kenny Miller's thoughts on uh, the uh, oncoming prospect of John McGinn taking over his uh, record in the scoring. Yeah, touched on it already, Josh. It's uh, it's going to happen. I think as long as he stays fit and healthy, uh, he's he's going to mean he's he's scoring at an incredible rate. I think that that's just just under one in three in uh, in relation to a midfielder or attacking midfielder. So he's uh, and he's and he's hungry for goals. I say that he's got a great instinct and time in arriving at the box. So it's uh, I mean, listen, many more to he's come. A very to. similar scoring rate to yours, by the way. He better as it stands at the moment. I only just though. I, well, I'm I'm one just under one and four. He's just over one and three. Mm-hmm. I would say okay. my maths is right. Josh, could I ask you what you mean by the game against uh, Ukraine in June being an abnormality? What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is is that that is not. What happened, you know, during the summer against Ireland and, and against Ukraine, it is not the normal anymore. Um, I, I, I don't believe now, you're right, I just don't believe now that we go into games and, and get absolutely done in against teams, right? We go out, we do professional jobs against every team that we're supposed to beat, right? You know, your Armenias and all that, and your Kazakhstans. Um, and... Normally now, you know, against some of the bigger teams, uh, we turn up. Now, admittedly, I will say that we haven't played since Stevie Clark's come in. Apart from the very start when we had Russia and Belgium, we haven't really played an absolutely top, you know, top eight or ten European or world team. So I will be interested to see how we do. You know, when inevitably we get a top team, you know, but. I think we've played teams who, in years gone by, we would think that um, we're going to have, we're going to really struggle. I mean, I went in at that game, and I said, "Yes, I went in at that game on Wednesday night, pretty comfortable." Um, and I'd say my game tomorrow night. You know, I'm going going in tomorrow night thinking, you know, the summer was um, was a blip 
was a speed bump um, Do you know what I loved from you there Josh right? you're, you're torn somewhere in between Wanting to give Scotland credit But not wanting to acknowledge that England might be a top side Because you said we've not played any sort of top 8 sides I think they're ranked 5th in the world Got to the Euro final when we played them Would you rather just do Scotland down and give them any credit? Gordon Come on Come on Do you really want me to answer that? You know? um, See that's no, the thing like, Josh you know, I, I fully understand Everyone feels the same way Terrific performance Best for a long long time I am sure that we'll carry The momentum into the game Against the Republic of Ireland tomorrow But To be brutally honest We then have to go to another level Because after Serbia It was party hats and streamers And then we had a rotten European finals You know One point One goal Ta-ta So we, we have to reach That next level uh, the way they're playing right now Good luck to them And we'll see where the Nations League takes us But We are not yet the finished article Josh but Who's saying they are though? Well you know, but Sometimes we get a bit carried away You know Serbia and all that happened yeah. there And then we went into the, the Euro finals And we... you, you, only play th- you only play three games though don't you? And you You have one good game And two bad And you're out And you're right You can always You can gloss that both ways You can say that, you know that's a, a disaster. You, you don't even win a game. You only score one goal, but but it's three games. You know, it's, it's quite a small. It's quite a small sample size, isn't it? Well, but the three games that we've got. So one one good game, two bad games. Do you know what I mean? That that's that's not much, isn't it? But the th- the triple header against the uh, Ukraine, Republic of Ireland, and Ukraine again. Um, you know, we need to keep that in perspective as well. Uh, Josh has made the point himself that he'd like to see Scotland play. I don't know Italy or Belgium or whatever, and see how we got on then. Yeah, Italy ranked below England, incidentally. Just if anyone pays attention to those things, uh, look, Kenny. It's just one of those. Whether it's the the national mindset, I just sometimes feel like there are more people queuing up to say don't get carried away than there are people actually getting carried away. That's a very Scottish thing to do. The thing about all this is like, and Hugh's right. You turn up at the Euros and it, and it wasn't good enough But it wasn't good enough Not based on who we were playing Because it was three really, really good teams It was based on that we never put our best foot forward We never showed the best version of the Scotland team Last night is what Or sorry, Wednesday night, sorry Is the performance that that team's capable of And they have put some great performances You've touched on the Austria games And Serbia's and Denmark's Really, really good teams England and the Euros Where, again, it was a, I mean, we won that game 0-0 that day So <laughs> it was uh, it, it was good There have been really good performances but it just needs to be constantly replicated and, and, and you need to do it when it matters. You know, there's no point in doing it when the, the group's over or mm-hmm. you've already qualified. You, you need to continually do it and this week it matters. You know, it does. And the Euros, it mattered. But this team, when you look at it, it's not a surprise when you look, I think it was John John McGinn was saying after the game, 80 of the starting 11 are playing the Premier League and the regulars and the other three are, are Callum McGregor, the captain of Celtic, playing European football for years, Champions League this year. You've got Craig Gordon who's done it all. Anyway, Premier League, he's played at Celtic and you've got uh, you've got Jack Henry now who's playing in Serie A. So these guys are playing at a top level and then you just go onto the bench. There's Premier League players yeah. sitting on the bench. There's guys that, like, like these guys can't get in the team. So the squad, and that's missing our captain, Andy Robertson, who plays at Liverpool. You're missing Hanley, who's been a regular for Steve Clark as well. So the squad's really, really strong. We've known it. Uh, and I think that's why there was such a big reaction in June yeah. because those performances weren't expected. A bit late for the travel, Josh. So quickly, are you playing pretty much the same team? Obviously, Patterson out, Hickey in. Anything else up your sleeve tomorrow? 
No, no, I would bounce in the same team uh, the more I got in. And all I would say back is, I agree with a lot of what the boys said, but what I would say is, after 22 years of misery, if the Tartan Army only afforded a bit of leeway to get a bit carried away with themselves now, then when? Good question. Thank you, Josh. 01419511025. We're going to take more of your calls next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here at 01419511025, building up to Scotland against the Republic of Ireland. Tomorrow Of course Ukraine v Scotland on Tuesday Dundee United fans You've got a new manager Where are you? It would be nice to speak to you on that topic Anything else? Uh, I don't think we got Had the chance Because it was so busy last night We didn't get stuck into Jim Goodwin and Ryan Porteous Cheat gate If there's anything else out there you fancy Pick up that phone please 0141 951 1025 Let's bring in Mark Who's in Maryhill Hi Mark Hi guys how's it? Not bad how are you? Oh, very well. Just a, a nice walk. Oh, what a night stuff. for it! What very a well. night for it! What's your point oh, for the guys? Um, well, it's something I want to say to you. But first, um, just going on the other night, that was that was coming. Uh, if you watch Scotland all the time, we've got um, quality players of abundance um, in this generation, and that was coming. It was just a matter of the right time, the right players in the right position, the right passion, uh, and. It definitely was coming. I can see more in the future. Um, but Mr. Keevans made a, a little comment, and when he was saying the comment, and quite often tonight it's when they, when they, when he's referring to Scotland, he's Mr. Doom and Gloom. It should be when we, um, we don't often see the quality of players we've got in the park and the abundance of them. And we played fantastic the other night. It wasn't as if Ukraine didn't turn up or blah, blah, blah. Scotland played out their skin. And it's coming together. Now, let's get up for this tomorrow night. N- never mind, oh, I don't know, we never done this last time. You can only go in your last game. And the last game, first half, so-so, but it was a good half. Second half was phenomenal. And let's take that into tomorrow night and gee this country up rather than Mr. Keevans there. He- he's a perfect advert for Mr. Boom and Yeah, you should be saying we. You should be calling the team we. Were you listening, Mark, when I... Uh... Came on at the start of the programme I said that Scotland were stunning In September I said the momentum would surely sweep The Republic of Ireland off the park Would you like me to start singing there About wee bit of hills and glens But Mark he doesn't say we Does he? But it was downhill since then Doesn't matter what he said at the beginning It's been downhill since then And I, oh, I, I, I don't want to watch the game tomorrow night Going on his Give yourself and, um, peace Mark Give yourself no, peace and enjoy the game. Why don't you say we though? You gonna can you make an effort I'll between now and eight o'clock? I'll tell you exactly why. Because I've been a journalist for over fifty years, and you're conditioned never to say we. Mm. Because Kenny can say we when he's talking about Falkirk. Rangers, because oh, he used sorry. to play for Rangers. He can refer to Rangers as we. Arctic Thistle and if Livingston I referred to, to our club side as we, there'd be pandemonium. Yeah. I'd need a police escort away from here. So. I am conditioned never to call any football team we. I am here to add a journalistic perspective. I thought you were allowed to be biased. There was me thinking that you and the press corps would go to Wembley with your tartan scarfs on back in I the day for the, the home yeah. internationals. It, it was obligatory when England, was it actually? I was yeah, when oh, England well. played at us. Uh, us. 
Mark, when England played a real smile on his face there, Mark. When England Don't played, get him some face paint, will you? Us at Hamden, it was obligatory. You were instructed in the press box to wear something tartan. Quite right. I have actually heard Kenny Miller refer to Bursa Spore as we. <laughs> on the show a couple of oh, times yeah. yeah yes, You can't hide it honestly When did they come up? Um, <laughs> Being beat the pundit a couple of times um, Mark What impressed you most about the other night? What, what's the, what was it built on That you want to see taken into tomorrow? It's built on the quality The, the quality we have in certain positions um, Not so much the front I wasn't expecting that from um, strikers um, But it has been coming The quality we have Is world class quality in our team Some of those players In that team Would fit into Most Of the great Great teams in the world At the moment um, John McGinn We've got Choice of left back Three choices Of left back um, McTominay He's coming on Again If you play him In his right position he, He'll He'll For Scotland In the last couple of years A performance And a scoreline Like that Has been coming And people's they don't like to, I mean, they forget, this is Ukraine. They are a decent team. It's not as if, they're not even, they're a bit above our level of the past. But at the moment, we are, we are slowly but surely pulling away from teams like Ukraine. Um, and I just want tomorrow night, I don't want it to be a one-off. I want tomorrow night, I want those players, that management and that crowd to be there tomorrow night and make this something we expect. Because we do, I, I can forgive, Mr. Kevins, we do over the years it's doom and gloom because we win one or two games, great games against France or whoever, and the next couple of games we're out of it and we get embarrassed. Um, this team, I think, is determined not to make that happen. And I just hope tomorrow night is more of the same. Um, I'll have my flag out and I'll be going crazy. So, Mr. Kevins, it's we tomorrow night. It's the country, the nation. He's got up the road to watch Braveheart He was just telling Kenny and I Before yeah. the show anyway we Get it on You and Mel Gibson We date night No No you're right <laughs> um, But I appreciate uh, Mark's fervour And I'm sure that there'll be 40,000 Marks Inside Hamden tomorrow night As I say I would be Absolutely delighted If we Win the match tomorrow uh, But As ever You know It's great right now just be careful you don't yeah. get carried away. I know this is the thing because I now feel bad because I was saying I don't think that many people are getting carried away and now we're talking about having world-class players that would fit in anywhere. But to be fair, if you want to talk about the left-backs, you could certainly make a case there. Um, I think so, yeah. No, definitely for, uh, well, for listen, Robertson playing one of the, bit, the best team in the world. You've said, you know, at the top of the show in your mind and t- you are the authority tonight, 69 Scotland caps, that's as good a Scotland performance as you can remember and you do it without an English Premier League and Champions League winner and your captain and Andy Robertson. What does that say about you know the depth and and the ability to to cope without him? It says that we've got as equally a good left back, left wing back, if it's a, a different system in Kieran Tierney. Absolutely have. I fully believe that. <clears throat> and March right through the midfield, so many options. I mean, effectively there was five as much as it was they yeah. were playing kind of higher up and maybe a little bit wider and Christian Armstrong the light coming in, hence the, the the connections and the quality setting that chance up for Parson. Right through the middle of the Ukraine team, quick, incisive play was it was incredible to watch. It really was. That's why you get carried away with the second half because it was more control. Ukraine never had their wee 10, no. 12 minutes at the start yet. I'll tell you, the first half was excellent as well. It really was. To kind of weather that and then take control yeah. of the game against a good team 
It was uh, really, really yeah, impressive. There's quite a lot of moans at half time and made me sort of say, thinking, what? Why am I feeling more optimistic? But it felt just like there was maybe maybe it was that final pass, or there was a heavy touch. But it felt like everything else was fine and it was building up. Mark said it had been coming. He's talking about you know previous games, but um, there was still a level of control in the first half, wasn't there? Um, no, there was. After 10, 12, 15 minutes, then there was the so aggressive again. I think you can you can be that aggressive when you've got. Guys like uh, Jack Henry with good pace, Scott McKenna, really, really good yeah, what pace. About, is that the back four here to stay? It's, I don't know what would have happened if had Andrew Robertson yeah. been fit again. It, it, would have been really it, it did work, and it's could Kieran Tierney slip inside and play left sided centre back in a four when Andy Robertson comes back? Absolutely, I think he could. It's uh, but again, I don't the systems for me, I don't get too caught up in that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's because you can achieve. A certain style and identity Doesn't matter how you, what system you set out to play I think people have been kick carrying, Kicking a crying out for Maybe a little bit of change Despite it being very very successful for the team And qualifying for the Euros with, with, with playing a different system But I think when you Look at what went wrong Or never went so well In June against Ukraine We did kind of lose a, a lot of control in the middle of the pitch So when you have these players in there By the way Mark said it three, f- f- Five effectively Excellent footballers Really really good players In the middle of the park Who can handle a ball It wasn't a surprise That we controlled the game When you've got a, a front three Effectively Going against the ball It gives you the opportunity To really go after them high And the one thing if, if, if Above all else About those players Every single one of them Have got legs And great energy To run And work Armstrong Christie McGinn McGregor McTominay They've all got mm. Great legs to go Shea Adams up front Put a power of work in over the course of the night Very unfortunate No come away with a goal But again All the work that he done His big mate Who comes on Gets rewarded With a couple of headers For corners So it was just a, It was a brilliant performance You know And it needs to be matched And it has to be The level And we went through On that six game One and run That that did become The mm-hmm. kind of level Against Austria Against Denmark So yeah Looking forward to the game Tomorrow right Much of the same This is just as an aside Hugh This doesn't necessarily Guarantee you anything But it feels like That team has it's got, a, it's got a lot to like about it, uh-huh. it You know Individually And that, the clip we played From Steve Clark, He identified the, That John McGinn And Andy Robertson And Callum McGregor And Kieran Tierney When he took the job As good as they were They were inexperienced International footballers They didn't yeah. have many caps John McGinn will, will go into the, the The 50 cap club Tomorrow Callum McGregor I think will do it In the next International break yeah. Kieran Tierney's had Injury problems But now he's Racking them up You've now you've got English Premier League players like Scott McTominay and, and whoever else. It feels like there's put it this way, in a that's in a romantic it, sense. For young fans going along to hand and it seems there's a lot of guys out there that they would look up to. That's why I would minimise change tomorrow. I'd I'd ask as many as possible of the team who beat Ukraine to go again against the Republic of Ireland. Saturday night, Glasgow, Hamden Park. It's all there for us tomorrow. Us We, us. Um, them Managers will always play this stuff down Kenny But f- fans are more than entitled to go along And feel like we Owe the Republic of Ireland one for June Because they were bang at it We were miles off it No one saw it coming Those ones hurt even more You need to go and try and show that that was a, a one-off Yeah but I don't like the retribution The revenge ah, see, type of comments you know, It's not because we're pros Because we're on the outside <laughs> oh, That's exactly what it is A bunch of dafties I look at it as like Ireland never done anything to us You know they beat us They were mm. better than us on the night And again Similar to the Ukraine game We never turned up That was as bad I've seen this week You talked about how good The individuals were the other night How bad some of the individuals were On that day Was 
completely again. It was an anomaly, like to use. I think it was Josh's type of mm-hmm. uh, uh, phrases earlier. It was so poor, the individual, the collective performance that day. So I'm not interested in retribution and revenge. I'm interested in seeing that same type of and performance don't again. That night after the game in Dublin, Stevie Clark's jacket was on the proverbial Shugly nail. For some people, there are some people who, from the day of his appointment until mm. the day before we play the Republic of Ireland, who are not having Steve Clark, and he has to win over. Mm. People with every game But Josh I think Josh was making that point Is that not so ingrained In some people that like, Let's be honest It's actually never going to change And to even talk about the jacket Having been on a sugarly peg that night Is Is actually false You know for You're basing that on the opinions of People on Twitter That don't like Steve Clark Like his job was never actually in doubt that night Was it? Uh, not not for those who employ him uh, And they're the, they're the only people who count But A groundswell of opinion mm. Begins to develop and uh, that night after the severity of the win for the Republic of Ireland, uh, th- there would have been people who... who yeah, but again, saying, th- that's my point. It doesn't take much now for that to be the case. There's always people saying things. And it seem- I mean, you mentioned it yourself. It seems like some people don't need an excuse to, to hold it against Steve Clark. Uh, uh, correct. Uh, I, as I said, from day one in the job, there were people who resented him getting the job. Uh, and every time we lose... It's always comments of the type that yeah he's a commandment manager, um, so Stevie Clark survives in spite of not because of mm. uh, the people who support the team. Uh, keep your calls coming. It's a good time to get in touch. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Would you keep the team the same tomorrow? Would you change anything? Uh, what are you thinking? Maybe you're going along to the game. Get your calls in right now, and you could be up next. One four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here. They have sixty nine Scotland caps between them. So, on it, you are in great company. If you want to look back on the other night with a view forward to the game tomorrow, should the team stay the same? Would you tweak anything? It's a strange situation where a draw tomorrow and a draw on Tuesday is enough to top the group. Yet. You could win tomorrow And still not top the group So it's um, really about stopping Ukraine And I said earlier This is all about the assumption That they beat Armenia, Hugh Don't mention caps Don't mention any form of clothing Well, it's funny you mentioned that Because I was I was having a bit of moment to myself Some reflection during the break Thinking it was only a couple of days ago You were here We didn't know what Scotland, Ukraine Was going to have in store uh, We were busy tracking your luggage Yeah your suitcase And a lot's changed since then Because Scotland are now brilliant again Anything changed on the luggage front? No By the time I come back <laughs> To do the programme next week I'll be wearing my school uniform but I tracked the lo- I tracked it And it said it was going to arrive In Glasgow that night And then to your house the next morning My suitcase did arrive Belonging to Lady Chief <laughs> <laughs> I hate to tell you I shouldn't laugh But obviously I'm going to On behalf of the country I don't think that bodes well for you the man who delivered it said, Hugh, I'm telling you, there's no other suitcase there. You can go and check the van if you like. I think you could see my bottom lip trembling. And because bearing in mind, it's not like they were both lost and then Mrs. Keevan's case has turned up and yours hadn't. This was meant to happen. They were meant to get sent home. You were yes. not meant to bring them home. Correct. But hers has arrived as yeah. planned and yours hasn't. I think mine's is going down the, the Grand Canal in Venice right now. <laughs> Any valuables in there, Hugh? Any? 
seen his gear. Yeah, well, yeah, I've seen you never know. Maybe uh, they, Kenny, how easy is it to buy tank tops now? Yeah, well, that's it. Not very. Vest. I don't they think that type of vest as well. We insurance claim, maybe. I hope you are well. Oh yes, covered. Sir, well covered. Yes. Take yourself down to Marks and Spencers uh, tomorrow. Go crazy. It's been suggested that I should. If an insurance claim is necessary I should use it to buy clothes of the modern era Any any experts out there that can help a man I'm, I'm worried about him Because how many days have you been back? Uh, been back exactly one week you don't, ca- you don't strike me as the type of man That carries a fortnight's worth of spare clothes I think you could be toiling by the start uh, of next week Well, if I come in here with the old third Lanark strip on You'll know what's up You've got like a You know like when you used to forget your pee kit <laughs> to get like the lost and found you know box. Any in the, in the office there, not, we yeah. must have something yeah. like that. Got any old like street team hoodies or whatever? Old Gordon DL. I've asked the Dazzler. I've asked the Dazzler because he's a man in his sixties. I'm a man in my seventies, but he's the closest to me. So I've asked the Dazzler what, what's in quite right. The bottom of his wardrobe, and he'll be delighted at the suggestion you and him dress the same as well. I look forward <laughs> to getting his reaction over the weekend. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Craig. Is uh, on the line with thoughts on Scotland. Craig, take it away. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Paddle. Um, yeah, listen. I mean, first and foremost, you've got to say, um, just going to get a chance. I thought Wednesday was a terrific performance. Um, I thought that uh, you know one of those ones that you think, oh, why didn't we do that in June? But uh, at least we've done it now. Um, I do think going into tomorrow, I would be sticking with the same. At the system and roughly the same personnel. I think obviously Patterson will be an enforced change, so I'd imagine you know I'd be quite happy for Aaron Hickey to come in there and get a chance um, again because I thought he was good. Um, I think the only change I would make that wouldn't be an enforced one would be Scott McTominay because I think on Wednesday in a game where you know almost all of the players were excellent and put in good performances, McTominay for me was the one that just you know. He wasn't necessarily bad, but he wasn't that great either. He was kind of anonymous for a lot of it. And then when he did feature, he was making the wrong decisions. I mean, he had that moment where the ball comes across him and everybody, I mean, even Hugh Keevans would hit a shot there and he decides to pass it. And a very poor pass at that to Ryan Christie. And it just, to me, it looked like a player who isn't really full of confidence right now. Um, and that's why he's done that. So for me, I'd have him out and bring in, you know, maybe Ryan Jack or even... Um, it's a big shout, Kenny, because I thought you, I thought I read a lot of praise for Scott McTominay the other night. Yeah, I, I have to disagree with Craig. I can understand the uh, the is not getting as many headlines as the 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 McGins, the Armstrongs, the Christies, the Adams, the Dykes. <clears throat> but I think that goes for McGregor as well. They guys are in there to do a job. Their job is to keep that ball moving, to defensively organise it. The guys in front of them pick up the right positions. I thought it was good. I, I thought he'd done it and I thought he was excellent when he needed to be aggressive and he's got a really good size about him yeah he should have got the shot off Craig absolutely should have uh, when he chose to pass he, 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 he never executed it properly but I think when you're playing in that we're, we're talking about it before the show McGregor goes under the radar and I thought he was absolutely sensational the other night as well I, I can't remember him kind of putting a foot wrong and McTominay type kind of falls into that same bracket they've got a job it's not as glamorous as the other lads in the team but equally as important uh, in regards to controlling the game the amount of balls that fell out of the Ukraine box and landed on a Callum McGregor or a Scott McTominay based on them being in the right positions just to get the ball recycle it and have complete pressure towards that Ukraine goal that was for me one of the most 
impressive things about the it's performance a, is how much control we had in the opposition half the other night. It's a classic football comment. Were you looking at the same game as me? Because I think Craig is out of step with the vast majority. I don't think McTominay lacks confidence at all. Uh, I think his displays at Manchester United since uh, the new managers came in uh, have vouched for that fact. Everyone thinks new manager McTominay will get left out. No, he does not. Uh, he'd done well for Man United and <sighs> Wednesday night. I, I, I mean, McGregor for me was the best man in the team, but I would not for one moment suggest that McTominay should give way to Ryan Jack or anybody else. Important that he stays in, in midfield. Kenny did say last night, I think it's important probably to not. Don't get tricked into thinking that the other night was great and everything else that's gone before was a complete disaster. Scott McTominay's had some bad moments in a back three. He's also had some good moments in a, in a back three. Scotland have had successful results. Um, but over the piece, you like to see him in midfield a bit more if possible. Now, also, sorry to throw another spanner in, it's because Billy Gilmore's not playing a lot of football either. So there's now not the, the clamour to find a room for him in the midfield. There is, and I think... Particularly in June, but it was coupled with probably the, definitely the worst performance or one of the worst under Steve Clark against Ireland and against a Ukraine team that were galvanised, were just better on us tonight. Again, we never turned up. Scott is uh, he had a f- he's had a few moments in, in a back three. Again, certain games he done really really well, coming out with the ball, having that extra midfielder in the team for the back to get things started. I just think defensively, that's where I th- you've seen uh, you've seen it kind of highlighted. Uh, Balls going behind, maybe positionally not being quite in the right in the right uh, the right areas. Decisions, they are step, they are drop. That's that's instincts of a defender. Scott McTominay's a midfielder. If you ask him where he wants to play, and it's, it's credit to him that he stepped into that role and done it pretty well over over the piece. But he'll, he'll want to be a midfielder, and I think when you see that performance the other night and alongside mm. Callum McGregor, and you're right, he's keeping two really really good players out of, the, out of that team, and Billy Gilmore and Ryan Jack. So I, I like seeing players playing in their specialised positions. That's it. They, they, yeah, they can do a job there, but can they do the job to the best of maybe the, the ability? Well, he's a midfielder. He plays mm-hmm. midfield for one of the biggest clubs in the world. Yes, they're having a, not a great run over the last few years, but he's playing for Man United You know, as a midfielder. So it was, I, I said, I thought he was... It was outstanding the other night, along with everyone. By the way, I don't think there was a, yeah. was a, 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 a negative comment Craig, about any performance. Craig, we'll need to agree to disagree on that one. Quickly... How confident are you then ahead of tomorrow night? Yeah, very confident. Listen, I think we can certainly get a result against the Irish at Hamden. You know, we've, we've certainly got um, a receipt to give them after what they've done to us in Dublin. So we'll need to go out and, you know, be as aggressive as we were on Wednesday. Um, and I actually think we could seal the top of the table tomorrow because I don't think, you know, yes, Ukraine should beat Armenia, but I don't think it's necessarily a gimme for them I don't, I don't think Armenia are going to just roll over um, and they're missing a couple of key players so I could I could see Armenia um, you know frustrating them and, and getting a draw um, but even if they don't obviously it's important that we get a win and then um, go to uh, Poland and make sure mm-hmm. we get the um, the pointer three um, but I just yeah I, I, I think so and I think as I say with McTominay I'm not anti McTominay. I just felt, you know, off the ball, yeah, he was great. I just think on the ball, there's still moments where he he, he makes the wrong decision too often for me, where other players are making the right one. I thought, as I say, I'm a Rangers man, but I thought McGregor, you know, ran the show in midfield. I really do. Um, 
but no, as I say, tomorrow I'd like us to go out there and get another um, three 0 would be would be brilliant. I think we'll take that. Thank you very much, Craig. It's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. You know that way where you just feel like you've had a weight lifted off your shoulders. That that's how I feel on Beat the Pundit at the moment because the pundits were on about a two week or more winning streak and you can always rely on Mark Wilson or Gordon DL to blow it and that's what they did last night the contestant came on he beat Mark Wilson convincingly he then took the mickey out of Gordon DL and he went up the road with a signed ball so there we are we're, the world is a better place again if you want to try and make it two in a row for the listeners now is the time to phone 0141 951 1025 and the lines close at 7 so please be quick and your chance to beat the pundit is next Hugh Evans is here We checked during the news The suitcase still hasn't arrived I'm afraid It's still somewhere Between Venice And Bears Den Anybody get a gondola I could go <laughs> Along the Grand Canal And see if it's Bobbling up and down in the water and You know the thing is It's the, You know the highs and lows Of that jet set lifestyle mm. One minute You're singing On the gondola yeah. to, to your adoring fans Hear about this Kenny No He was asked to sing Whilst he was on The boat in Venice And he, he didn't disappoint yeah. He stood and entertained The crowds apparently <laughs> And uh And now you don't have Any clothes to wear This Correct. weekend So Correct. it's That's it. How the mighty have fallen Anyway 0141951025 Understandably It's a, a, a Kind of quiet weekend right? Because there's no club football uh, But we are building up To a big game Between Scotland And Republic of Ireland Tomorrow So keep your calls Coming on Who should play And who shouldn't And what you made of The other night And how we're set up uh, Going into that Maybe you do have Some club football On your mind And you would rather Just get it off Your chest just now Then please do Feel free I'm particularly Looking at you Dundee United fans Because you've got A new manager And I wonder If that's the right call Or the wrong call Pick up the phone And let us know please Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, Beat the Pundit time. I did say we had a landmark victory for the listeners last night. It was the first one in a long time, but can we make it two in a row, John Thornley Bank? How you doing? Oh, John, I thought you were going silent on me there. You had me worried. Are you feeling confident? Is it going to be two in a row for the listeners? Oh well, you never know. Possibly. Mm, okay, that's, that's. Do you know what? No, no point in being overconfident, Hugh. So I no. don't mind it. John's playing it down. Um, have you ever played before, John? Aye, I was on last year against uh, Matt Wilson. Oh, that must have been easy, no? Ah, uh, well, I did beat him, but. Aye, but oh, uh, okay, get that quiet at the start. Right, heads. It's Hugh Evans. Tails. It is Kenny Miller. And it's heads. Ooh. Your weekend could go from. Bad to worse here Listen, I No won clothes on, I won on the tie break The other night You did actually That was a good yeah. effort from you If I remember rightly So let's give you some Clyde 2 to listen to Just so that you can't Steal the answers John 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know Okay Okay cheers Let's go Name any of the last Three Scotsmen To play for Arsenal Before Kieran Tierney Pass Florian Camberry Was on loan at Rangers From which club Name any player who's dropped out the Scotland squad since Steve Clark named it. Andy Robertson. Which company sponsored the Scottish Challenge Cup when Rangers won it in 2016? 
You've got time. You've got Disaster. time. No, you've got time. Uh, and a half. Uh, right, you don't have that long. Right, Hugh Keevans, let's bring him back. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. Same set of questions. Ready? Go for it. Name any of the last three Scotsmen to play for Arsenal before Kieran Tierney. Pass. Florian Camberry was on loan at Rangers from which club? Pass. Name any player who's dropped out of the Scotland squad since Steve Clark named it. Um, David Turnbull. Which company sponsored the Scottish Challenge Cup when Rangers won it in 2016? No, pass. Clyde FC goalkeeper Josh Bradley Hurst has been called up to which Asian national squad? Korea. Okay, okay. John, how do you think that went? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I might have been beat by Warner. It's a draw. Have we uh, ever had producer Chris a nil-nil? Have we ever had a nil-nil? <laughs> I need to know that. I'm not sure we have. That wasn't a nil-nil though. Let's find out. Name any of the last three Scotsmen to play for Arsenal before Kieran Tierney. We are genuinely going back to Charlie Nicholas. Oh, uh, Paul oh. Dickov or Scott Marshall were the last three. That's a tough. That's oh. tough. I don't know what got into. Producer Chris or Callum Or whoever made them up That's tough Florian Camberry Was on loan at Rangers from Hibs It was Hibs oh, Of course It's just not your traditional Type of loan I can see why that May be confused So it's nil-nil uh, Name any player Who's dropped out The Scotland squad Since Steve Clark Named it there You had the choice Of Nathan Patterson Obviously John McLaughlin Grant Hanley Jacob Brown Or David Turnbull Hugh Keevans Goes one-nil In front <laughs> Don't get carried away With your celebration yet which company sponsored the Scottish Challenge Cup when Rangers won it in 2016? Kenny, have you got the medal? Was that in your... Uh, was that the Ramsdens? No. Or Petrofac? Petrofac. I think, John, I you were. That was the... Am I allowed to mention the Wraith Rovers one? Is that... Uh, aye, aye, aye. Well, you were there. Yeah, well, that's fine then. It was the Aloha one. You were not bothered then, You were done an Aloha the year before. Uh, so, it was Petrofac. Um, and the Clyde goalkeeper, Josh Bradley Hurst. A great story, this. Clyde have not had a player internationally for decades oh, yeah. and they've now got one who's going to represent Sri Lanka oh. would you believe um, John talk about right. a fall from grace you beat Mark Wilson previously and you've just rocked up here and got a zero I know that was, was brutal oh, that was brutal John. I was going to say I was going to say Hibs for the Camberry one I, know, I don't know why I didn't oh John it's a fifty percent win rate, but if they, if you're only as good as your last game, John, that one's going to take a bit to get over. Ah, well. Please tell me that what you witnessed from Scotland the other night makes you think that they can do better tomorrow. No, oh, they'll need to do better than that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know, I know. The bar's been set low, but were you impressed the other night? Ah, uh, they played well. They played well. I've got to, got to give them. They played well. Aye. Mm. They just need to keep it up now. You know what I mean? It's. Uh, it's alright then The other night But they need to keep it up now The more obviously That'll probably be a hard game as well Yeah absolutely Thank you John Way to lick his wounds A nil Never good I think that's our second zero Of the season For the listeners um, Two two wins in one week For the old fella That's the way go. to look at Might it. not have any clean pants But he's oh. good at beating the pundit <laughs> What a clean sheet Every, Exactly <laughs> Every cloud 0141951102.5 Oh to, to make it even worse The The, the the brass neck on this guy Mark Wilson's text in And said John With four laughing faces John <laughs> beat you the last time And you lost last night Mark Wilson And now he's acting all chirpy uh, So these guys They've got no shame No Absolutely no shame Him and DL honestly Mind you The Dazzler was trying to put him off Last night again 
Yeah, I know it is a shame that actually. See, when they two play, you should see them giving each other gestures across <laughs> the room, and it's not great. And they're like, they're two wee kids. I had a yeah. call Gordon Dale on the phone today. Oh, I beat, oh, I drew me Wilson at the golf. He thought <laughs> he had beat me this morning. And anyway, they've got the weekend off, so they can uh, they can do whatever it is they fancy. Um, where are we? We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB, and we are on the phones as well. Oh one four one nine five one one zero. To five. Lots more to come on Scotland, I'm absolutely sure. So please uh, keep your calls coming on that one. Anyone who doesn't think tomorrow's a, a sort of confident one, everyone else has been, yeah, you know, we've got to act together, Ukraine, we'll show Ireland, and we'll make up for the summer. Anyone still got lingering doubts? Is that what Scotland does to you? Um, or is everyone pretty much confident? Let us know. 01419511025. Uh, other big piece of club news today. Um, is that we've got a new manager in the Scottish Premiership Which is always a big story When I say new, he's been around um, Because it's Liam Fox at Dundee United He will officially replace Jack Ross He has been handed a two year deal You will of course remember he's been on interim charge For a couple of games And uh, former Dundee United striker Stevie Crawford Will leave East Fife And return to Tannadice as assistant Head coach So I wonder what you make of that Let's bring in Stuart Who's a Dundee United fan Funnily enough From Dundee Just gut reaction Stuart Is, is that the right call for you? Do you know It, it, it just kind of Reeks of a lack of ambition For me You know I just kind of It's been sitting with me A bit today You know I think United fans in general Knew it was happening I don't believe There was a, a Genuine interview process I think that we all knew It was going to be Liam Fox And I think part of me is a bit like, is this is this the best we can get? You know, like, um, it's a, I don't know, maybe even a bit harsh, but I feel like he's been part of a, a regime for the last, you know, two managers, Courts and Ross, you know, and he's been part of a, a team that's not done that well over the last 30-odd games. I just don't know what he's genuinely going to bring. I hope I'm wrong, um, but I just feel a bit like, I've been shortchanged in terms of, like, who's actually out there, available, who could potentially get the job and be interviewed. You know, you look at Hibson, they have a choice between um, Johnson and Thomason. You know, it's a genuine kind of application process. I looked at them, the names that were interviewed this week, you know, Dean Holden, Carol Robinson, and uh, Kevin Thompson. I think Kevin Thompson was probably the most genuine one for us, but I think United fans knew it was going to be Fox all along. I think it's quite political in terms of when the appointment's been made, as in... I think it would have been hammered at Ibrox It would have been ha- harder for him to be appointed But I I, I don't know what are, you, what are your guys' thoughts on? Underwhelmed I think Stuart is Hugh what, What's well, your take? When Tam Courts came in I thought that everyone was underwhelmed And Tam Courts took United to fourth place Got them into Europe um, So I don't think that Liam Fox Necessarily Signifies a lack of ambition Maybe they they know they have a good coach in their hands. I thought at Ibrooks last week, he took a terrible pounding in the first half. They were a goal down and it should have been more. But the second half, Dundee United played some good football, got it to 2-1, had Rangers on the back foot, had Rangers supporters grumbling and mumbling uh, and he, he looks to me on the touchline like a very calm individual. Uh, so I, I'd be loath to say that it smacks of a lack of ambition. Mm. I do take Stuart's point that he's been part of a regime that uh, started the season in a calamitous way. Uh, one win over AZ Alkmaar apart. Yeah. But it's a real tough job. United, bottom of the table. Still, 
Haunted by Seven goals lost to Is it Altmar Nine lost to Celtic But oh, Don't run through them all Sure will hang up But Stuart You having said what you have said I am bound to say to you Who would you have appointed then? Yeah, do you know what? That, that's a great question. You know, and and I think that I actually agree with what you said there. I wanted Jack Ross. You know, that was that was, I thought it was a brilliant appointment. I actually thought it was an upgrade on courts. Um, I, you know, by the end, I think courts. I think a lot of United fans would say that they weren't that bothered that he was actually leaving. I think our record in the last twenty eight games was one six. Um, quite a negative style of football but ultimately it got us a Europe in what was what was a you know kind of a, a poor season across the board from everybody I think 48, 48 points or 44 points was the lowest tally ever to get fourth and I don't think we'll see that again I, I remember Jackie McNamara's side United side really good side I think we finished on about 56 points and finished fifth so like I think it got a wee bit fortunate there's this kind of you know like from the outsider's point of view that Tam Coates did really well and he did you know, finishing fourth in that league is, is tough but yeah it's a good question you know like I, I, I don't know like if you no I, that's a, I don't know I, like my, my, my honest opinion is that Malky Mackay would have been a great appointment but it comes with the baggage that I don't think clubs are really willing to touch him I, I think that's tremendously unfair Malky Mackay was guilty of letting himself and everyone about him down by his conduct but he has done everything to rehabilitate himself uh, I mean for example David Martindale why did Dundee United not consider David Martindale well, to, another one who's rehabilitated fair, fair, himself Stuart, I think Stuart's saying that's how he thinks clubs feel rather than him personally whether I, he does or not I think I think Stuart's 100% correct Melbourne, yeah. and, and uh, yeah, but from a personal point of view I just think that's desperately unfair mm. Um, Roy McGregor took Malky to Dingwall uh, He eventually did well for them last season He's having a difficult time at the start of this season But the baggage, as Stuart refers to it When When is a man David Martindale was rightly forgiven For a past that he regrets And has since worked very hard to leave behind And Malky Mackay should be in the same position um, I think we're in danger of going down a full different road Maybe we're going to have a debate about that another night um, Kenny, what, what's your take on the appointment? Because Stuart hits on that that very general one about If you've been a number two And the guy who's been number one gets the sack Because things were bad Were, were you not part of that? Do you take part of the blame? How do you see this one for Liam Fox? I think you need to take part of the, the blame Because you've got a role to play And that role's to, to help And he's a load and a manager in the assistant so I get that and also I do understand Stuart's thing what he's saying about the, the way the league panned out last year and and they were Dundee United were like the best of the a bad bunch to be honest with you in regards to the the form that a lot of the teams mm-hmm. were showing in the second half of last season but that being said you've still got to look at success if the start of the season European football would have been viewed as success for Dundee United it was achieved so you could still say Liam played a part in that success of last season and you were seven games in yeah. Or seven games into the new season So it's not even a bad quarter of a season yet So I still think he's uh, he's, he's done his time Liam as a as a coach Being in the hearts with, with the academies he's, he's had the opportunity now to be the assistant At Dundee United And Hugh's right Maybe they, they really value what Liam mm-hmm. can bring And maybe feel he's deserved to get in that, that chance to, to make the step up So in terms of the process I think it's it's been pretty much common knowledge mm-hmm. or That Everyone expected Liam Fox to get it 
over the last two weeks, even yeah. three weeks. Uh, yeah, they still need to go through the process, but they've landed on the man that was right under their nose. So it's no surprise he's got it. I wish him all the very yeah. best. Uh, Stuart, does it show you the fine lines that can be involved when you get that short interim period? Um, you know, Hugh mentioned, and by the way, Dundee United did really well, so not meaning to take anything away from them at Ibrox. You know, but but clearly, if Rangers score one of those early chances, that that might turn into a, a difficult afternoon. You'll forgive me for trying to get this one in here. The game against Motherwell, Motherwell really, you know, really on top. Probably should have won. And then at that point, does it would it have become difficult to give Liam Fox the job? Now I appreciate I'm just going off on a bit of a hypothetical here, but the, the importance of that little interim period. I agree with you. You know, the Motherwell game. We've had the Motherwell game. Could be four 0 down at half time. You know. Um, Van Veen's missed so many chances, you know. Like, and I, I, you know, I agree with the, the kind of Rangers analogy as well. You know, a few goals going early, and you know, it, it just becomes a different story. I shall go back to your question. Actually, having a thought about it, I probably would have taken Levine back, and I would have had Fox as his assistant. And if Levine weren't only wanted to work to tear the season out, Fox and Levine have worked together at Hearts before. And I just think Levine's not going to get us relegated, in my opinion. He's going to come in and do a job, set us up properly. My worry is for Fox is that. We've got three games at home next. We've got St Johnston, Aberdeen and Hibs. And what happens if we lose these games? You know, like, I, I, you've got a good squad. My my general point, I suppose, is that I just I don't believe it's the best out there. And I don't believe it's a genuine interview process. As Kenny said, you know, like, everybody in football knows that Liam Fox is the next Dungeon United manager. But apparently we've had 40 applicants. I don't believe there's not been an applicant in there. We've looked at it and gone... Well, he's worth interviewing. That would be a genuinely good interview, and I think that's my problem. I think that's probably quite a lot of United fans' problem with it. I really hope he does well. Um, you know, like I'm not one of these fans who wants to be proved. I want to be proved wrong with this. I hope he comes in and does a great job. Um, but I just think we're being shortchanged a wee bit. Yeah, it's interesting, Kenny, because you look at. I mean, Motherwell went and you know gave it to Stevie Hamill. Loose comparison there. I'm talking, you know, guys that are already in the building. Is it? Is it sometimes easier to do that? And and Stuart makes the point about Jack Ross. So Dundee United have gone from, if I can be very general about these things, uh, a left field appointment or a, whatever you would call it in Tam Courts. They've then gone for what's supposed to be the obvious one in Jack Ross. That's the obvious one, and that doesn't work. And then back to something that was internal. So there, there are no guarantees either way. I guess is what. You would learn from Dundee United over the last couple of seasons. No, because you just need to win games. That is it. Like I'm lost. Like Tam Courts, just because he, he done had a decent season. Like he, he was. I mean, again, an unknown quantity. You know, like it was a probably a, an underwhelming appointment for Stewart and the rest of the Dundee United fans when when Tam got the job. But over the course of a season, got success, got into Europe. Jack Ross was the obvious choice for everyone. All it tells you is like it just. It doesn't matter whether you're experienced or, or no experienced. You need to go and you need to affect a group of players and you need to get the absolute best out of them. Dundee United started pretty well last year. Like he says, there wasn't a lot of wins in the last over the last 30 games, Jack's time and Sam's time. But you just need to find a way of getting results and getting the best out of a group. And experience for me is it's, it's a real bugbear, to be honest with you. The fan in Scotland is a complex person because Stuart says, next three games, what if he loses all of them? What if he wins all yeah. of them? Yeah, I mean, you football types will always back yourself and he, I'm almost certain, without knowing him, will think, great, three home games to kick us off rather than, oh, what's going to happen if he's going wrong? He should think that way. He'd been given a platform. Um, in one sense, it's advantageous. You've been given these three games on the bounce at home. 
In another sense, if Stuart's doomsday scenario is correct and he fails to win any of them, then it's not advantageous at all. But as things stand right now, mm-hmm. he's got the benefit of the doubt on his side. Right, Stuart, thanks for taking the time. Stay in touch. Keep us updated on how you think it's going. Cheers. Thanks very much. Man, that was Stuart from Dundee. You too. Um, have you noticed this about AZ Alkmaar, by the way? Uh-huh. I've played 15 games this season Including against Rangers, Conquerors, Ajax They've played 15 times And the only team to beat them Is Dundee United uh-huh. Went out and beat Ajax 2-1 yep, uh, On that. Sunday there uh, well, They're a good team, they're a good team. And the, the damage that was done The 7 Hugh, you just wonder how Jack Ross feels about this stuff Massive if, capital if with the underline But I don't know if the 7's only a five yeah, Or yeah. if the nine against Celtic Is only a five probably, You're probably still in the I, job I, I, is, is that how, how think, fine it is? I think the Celtic result Coming so soon after AZ Altmar mm. Did for Jack Ross There's no way back after that Yeah there's a, there's a pretty simple formula See if when you hear the result You repeat it back and go Nine That's when you know Isn't it? That's when you've tipped it into outrageous you know, territory. Again, without going over all ground as well, you throw on a three and it could have been a five against St Mirren and you throw a four against Hearts. It was a really, really poor run of results. And the fact that those two ones that are that stand out, it, was, uh, it wasn't a great kind of run of form. I mean, you're still sitting with seven games going and no wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's still, yeah. it's still no great. So you don't get points for being the only team to beat Alkmaar this season? Nah, you don't get any of that. You we get tried. done a 9 1 in aggregate. We tried 01419511025. Anything else on that topic? You want to change it completely to something else? Go back to Scotland. You decide. Come on, let us know. Get the calls in and we'll speak to you next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Right, it's that time of the night You've got your experienced striker As he was often referred to And your experienced pundit In Hugh Keevans Kenny Miller Are going to team up on this full-time teaser And now thank you to Stephen For sending it in But quite similar to last night's uh, And if you want to get a bit of that If you like the sound of it And you think Do you know what? I could come up with a question And catch those experts out It's full-time at Clyde1.com Full-time at Clyde1.com Tonight Stephen says Can you name... And I think you'll scoosh this Nine The last nine scorers To score for Scotland In a competitive match Who were at an English Premier League club At the time So can you name the last nine Different scorers To score for Scotland In a competitive match No friendlies mm-hmm. That played in the English Premier League At the time One each to kick us off Stephen Fletcher I cannot believe That's McGinn. where you've started <laughs> Yes John McGinn Adams Yep Hugh um, I'll get back to you Right okay We'll leave it there then We'll see how you fare Between now uh, And the end of the night uh, Just worth repeating though Full time At Clyde1.com Send them in Please We're always looking for As many of your questions As possible And quite frankly Your knowledge out there Is absolutely top drawer Every single week You show it uh, On Twitter So why not send us in a question and see how you get on We have been reacting to a couple of things The Scotland game of course uh, Which is an interesting call from Stuart Who's not sure uh, He's having Liam Fox's appointment As Dundee United boss You can give us your thoughts on that uh, Nice we bust up at the weekend Between Jim Goodwin and Ryan Porteous Jim Goodwin's been uh, charged for that one uh, That was yesterday Hugh And last night was just mad It was just full of praise for Scotland I wonder what you made of 
of that story yesterday You know we, we had a bit of fun And played yeah. the interview At the weekend And it's come back to bite Jim Goodwin I'm uneasy about the whole thing uh, I think that the referee Was guilty of a terrible mistake And it altered The course of the game By giving the penalty I think he got the decision wrong And the, therefore The Aberdeen manager Is entitled to feel aggrieved uh, I think we're all big boys And that you're able to handle What mm. Jim Goodwin said I remember Ryan Porteous going on television after Hibs had uh, beaten Rangers Shortly after Stephen Gerrard had used the expression Do I not look happy? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was perfectly allowable fun On the part of Ryan Porteous But he said, do I not look happy? Yeah, I wonder how relevant or comparable that is though And the fact again, you know, you mentioned that the referees made a mistake and so on That's probably immaterial, isn't it? Because the, the, the charge or the accusation is that It's not right for managers to call players cheats Yeah so is, is, that's, a, that's a different that's a different thing. You don't have to agree, but it's different, isn't it? To to whether the ref got it right or not, or whether he had a sarcastic comment about Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, um, I think one of the charges is not acting in the best interests of the game. So presumably, the use of the word cheat mm. comes under that category. I'll get Kenny's thoughts on it because he's uh, been on both sides of this sort of stuff. I'm sure Jordan is on the line. What's your take on it, Jordan? Oh well, I was just up to say I think Jim Goodwin was quite right with his comments and uh, Ryan Portis there like he's always uh, uh, there's no doubt that he's a good player but his antics on and off the park opposition players sent off diving cheating I think he was quite right Jim Goodwin to call it out and uh, he's one like many Scottish players we've seen before uh, where if he focused on just playing his football going about his business he'd be a great player Ah, I mean Kenny The Hibs fans And by the way If you're out there Feel free They'll, they'll leap to that defence And say his disciplinary record Actually isn't that bad And there's an agenda Out there against Ryan Porteous And people like to Pick on him And it's out of order um, Again To boil it down Should managers be allowed To call players cheats So firstly Did they call Did they use that word Cheat I think he did yeah. not use con Did they not use con no, no I think he did use The word cheat, cheat. Ah, if you're listening, if you're using right, He said Porte, um, people will say he's good at it and he's clever, but it's blatant cheating. All ah, right, okay. Well, listen, that's does it warrant everything that's coming along with it? Probably mm. not. Is it maybe I'm a little bit strong on on Jim's part? Probably as I in terms of in terms of the word that's been used. Do you agree with you in the sense that we should be able to just take these things on the chin and and move on with them? I, I, I think so. I don't. You really need to. Like, there doesn't need to be like any ramifications. Maybe Jim's. He's really emotional when he makes it because it, it's the wrong decision. It is, yeah. And and Ryan Porteous is very very good getting himself entangled in these types of situations uh, to get a, an advantage for his mm-hmm. team. So, but using the word yet, but yeah. I think I think we can move on for it. We don't need to be still be talking about it weeks yeah. down in advance when we see a, a potential punishment coming out for Jim Goodwin. I just think that's maybe maybe not not right. And you've got to remember when there's points at stake, there's jobs at stake that. When mm-hmm. you feel your, your managers, players are aggrieved by a certain decision, after a game, you're going to be emotional about it, you know. And sometimes you've just got to kind of forgive it and understand the position the, that they're in. This is where football finds itself in some sort of blood lines, grey areas. Call it what you want, Hugh, because it, you know, it's sort of in, in general, you know, publicly accusing someone of being a cheat. It, uh-huh. That's not great. It's not really an accusation you can make. But of course, in football, it's a bit more. Like everyday yeah. speak Isn't yeah. it And then to, to make it To add even more confusion Are You know What is Cheating uh-huh. You know Does Is Ryan 
you know, it goes back to stuff about whether it's diving or you know whatever else people say. You know, are you, are you blatantly cheating? Are you are you taking an opportunity? Some people are quite clear on that. No, that that's cheating, and therefore you should be allowed to be accused of being a cheat. But managers we, we kind of go around in circles on it. Managers are compelled to give post-match interviews long before they've properly calmed down, and you know, television insist upon it. Uh, all branches of the media insist upon it and the SPFL at contract negotiation time with Sky Television as it is at the moment uh, are compelled to provide that service for them. So in the heat of the moment, people will say things which, with the benefit of time on their side, they would think, ah, wish I hadn't said mm. that. So you know, are we going to get to a situation where managers say, well, I'm not doing the press until I've thought about this. I don't care what it well, says in the fair, contract. To be fair, though, we're maybe put, oh, putting words in Jim Goodwin's mouth, taking words out of Jim Goodwin's mouth. Yeah. Maybe he's sitting tonight and saying, I stand, I stand by it all. I'm, I'm perfectly I'm sure calm. It's 10 days on. I'm absolutely um, sure he does. You know, don't, don't accuse me of, of being you know, just angry and frustrated. I, I believe it. I stand by it. I think at the time he said, you know, I, to, I told Ryan as much on the pitch. Um, Jordan, too. This test is always quite important. Would you be fine? Because you're an you're just an, an observer. You're a, a Rangers fan, I believe. Are you comfortable that opposition managers could, you know, label your players as cheats? I, I think it's, it's happened in the past when there's been incidents with Morelos in the park and other players as well. It's been labelled as cheating, and I feel as if a player, if a player is almost breaking the rules, like you've left Portis and whether he did cheat or not it's another debate but I feel like if players are cheating to an extent maybe they are trying to gain, gain their team an advantage it's, but I think there comes a point where fair's fair and then there's a line and I think Portis has crossed that a few times and obviously with my team uh, as a, I'm a Rangers fan I have, but, and there has been times where some of our players have crossed the line as well and it would be fair enough for managers to brand them cheats as well and Hugh was right as well his point saying Managers are forced to give interviews before they can see incidents again, before they can calm down. But well, Kenny was right as well. When there's points on the line, managers are going to be heated. And I think the punishment for Jim Goodwin saying it, I don't think fits the fits the crime really. Yeah, yeah, you, you can kind of you can really understand both sides. But yeah. if you're Ryan Portis, you're thinking I don't appreciate being being labelled a cheat or called a cheat. But at the same time, and let's even take it away from Ryan Portis, if Kenny Miller produces a blatant dive in the box, which I'm sure he never would, uh-huh. is it really that big a drama that a manager says, I think he's cheated there? I don't think it's that big a drama. However, someone could argue with me and say, well, what if the player said, calling me a cheat is damaging to my career and yeah. I regard it as defamatory? So if a player said, uh, no, I'm not even happy with the SPFL punishing him, I want him punished through the courts, then we might have trouble in our hands. But I just think that people like Ryan Porteous, Hardy Boy, you know, it's a, a real coarse environment yeah. here. Uh, I just think we can go over that. That's kind of the point I was making, where football doesn't always act like other walks of life. Mm-hmm. If you and I had a proper fallout on here, and I said, you know, I, I said that I thought... And I'm not talking something trivial like beat the pundit. Yeah. But I said, you know, you're a cheat uh-huh. or, or you're a liar. Uh-huh. Quite, you know, it is quite serious. But yeah. then take the point, Kenny. Is football is football just a bit different? I don't know. If a manager called you a cheat, how would you have felt as a as a player? Uh, that's or said you were cheating. I don't think I would have bothered too no. much. Uh, to be honest, had I done something that 
gain my team an advantage and he was upset about it, I could understand why he would be upset about it. But uh, again, everybody's different. Some people are more sensitive. Some people mm. take it a, a different way, you know. But I don't see, I don't see anything too wrong with what Jim says. Again, maybe looking back on it, that you say maybe he'll stand and he will stand by it, Jim. If you if you see the way he, can, mm-hmm. he carries himself, I'm sure he will. Could he have used a different word? Absolutely, could have. But at that moment, he felt it was appropriate, and he felt he maybe felt he maybe felt cheated. You know the way the, the way it went down. Not that it cost him a one the lead, it yeah. cost him a player. Effectively, cost him a result. Jobs are on the line. There's points up for grabs. Uh, Jim knows he'll need to finish a certain way this year in a certain position to to probably keep his job. So that could be three points gone. I think he said it after it. No, they might not mm-hmm. have cost him one point. It could have cost him a one uh, because it definitely was a turning point in the game. All we need now is for Ryan Porteous to come on for Scotland tomorrow, score the winner against Jim Goodwin's <laughs> yeah. Republic of Ireland, and completely ruin his and, weekend. And we'll be and we'll be absolutely hailing him. As a, he'll have united the nation <laughs> And he'll have ruined Jim Goodwin's weekend I, I really do believe That Ryan Portis Will think ah, This is a, too much Of a fuss over this Okay Thank you Jordan For your input Much appreciated Can you name the last Nine different scorers To score for Scotland In a competitive match That played in the English Premier League At the time John McGinn Two days ago Shea Adams In the summer Against Armenia You getting to grips With it yet Hugh? Armstrong Stuart Armstrong yeah, same game, I think, Armenia, well done. Kieran Tierney? Uh, friendly, I think that was. Yeah, friendly, I think it was, yep. Uh, McTominay? Yes. What night that was, eh? Yeah. Was that the winner against Israel? Yep. I think it was, back in October. Uh, who else have I got here? Patterson, was he still at Rangers at the time? I think he was. Yeah, he's not on the list. Uh, Robertson? Yeah. Andy Robertson, Cyprus, June 2019. I think that was Stevie Clark's first game in charge, was it? Okay, four to get. We'll get them next and we'll speak to Andy after these. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're on the home straight with Hugh Kevens and Kenny Miller. Holiday weekend for most of you. We've got Scotland, Ireland tomorrow. Maybe you're off. We've been off work today, off on Monday. Who knows? Uh, but lots to look forward to. You, you going away? You got any plans for the weekend? Up to the holiday home, perhaps? I am going to the holiday home tomorrow to see my two wee temporary Dundonians. Uh, and then I'm going straight back to see the match. Mm. In the same clothes you're wearing just now, presumably, though. Yeah. Just, just turn them inside out. You'll get away with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, looking forward to the game tomorrow. We're going to get Andy's thoughts in just a second. But we need to make some headway on this teaser And again a reminder It's fulltime at Clyde1.com If you want to submit a question Just like Stephen did tonight Who are the last nine scorers to score for Scotland In a competitive match That played in the English Premier League at the time John McGinn, Stuart Armstrong, Shea Adams Scott McTominay, Andy Robertson Robert Snodgrass Well done, you know October 2017 He's on the last Well done Kenny, I'll take a guess from you Hanley? No No uh, Okay Fletcher Nope Nope I think Right There's one on here That's a bit sneaky hey, eh? mm. I think it's a bit sneaky I think there's a I don't even think a steward's inquiry would clear it up It's just going to be your own personal sort of Feeling Like let's just say That Because there are internationals in the summer uh-huh. So are you a Premier League player if it's in the summer and you're oh, either okay. getting promoted or 
talking, you know. talking McKenna? I am, well done Didn't need to go much further Scott McKenna Scored against Armenia Right, you've only got two to get So we'll get them before the end Let's bring in Andy um, Andy, what pleased you most About Scotland the other night That you want to see taken into tomorrow? Hi, how are you doing guys? I, I, Thank you well, I was saying the producer Obviously what I like was uh, Before the game Was the attitude of the players They knew They'd kind of let I'm, not, I'm allowed to see us doing <laughs> you know what I mean And ourselves doing But I, I just loved the attitude No they went right We knew it was in the day What we had to do And the other night they done it And I'm hoping for the same again tomorrow I mean really That was I think all the boys Everybody said that It was a great performance mm-hmm. for Scotland And everybody thinks that You know Ukraine's going to beat Armenia But they Ukraine looked absolutely Shattered after that game Armenia might Do us a wee favour actually yeah, it remains a possibility, Hugh. Like these things kind of go hand in hand anyway, right? But a lot of praise about the technical side of the performance, and mm-hmm. they just looked bang at it as well, didn't they? See, that, as Andy said. Yeah, I'm surprised by this um, insistence on in talking about revenge against the Republic of Ireland. The Republic of Ireland went out, were the better team and won a football match. We did not play anything like well on the day. So for me, mm-hmm. tomorrow, they're going into a game. Scotland players thinking We're on the back of a really great performance Against Ukraine Let's do this for ourselves For our own progress And for the Praise that we will get in return It's got nothing to do with getting revenge And he didn't mention revenge no, 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 At any no, point I, I understand that I'm just thinking that so many people go on about no, revenge that narrative that sets in. It's, it's nothing to do with revenge It's about progression mm. What might link the two though Kenny If Andy's saying he really liked the attitude the other night You know felt you could see it from the Scotland players That is something that people said was missing then In Dublin in June So that would be the bit you're looking to put right first And then that gives you the foundation to go and play They did and I think they touched on it last on Wednesday night After the game they felt they had Not just that I mean, They felt they'd let everybody down uh, Themselves, the fans, obviously their manager I think they all done that so uh, it's, that, that's it for me Like like, like Hugh says I said at the top of the show It's not about revenge and retribution It's about performing to a level That we've come to expect For the Steve Clark team A level that we've actually seen them surpass I felt on, on Wednesday night uh, Was that a better performance than Denmark for instance? I think so because We were very very good that night But we weren't as dominant We yeah. weren't as controlled uh, It wasn't constant pressure towards that that, that goal like it was on Wednesday night and also the amount of chances how creative and how inventive it were with some of our play mm-hmm. and the chances that were created I mean you think of the McTominay when he gets into that area uh, and it just like, back heels it into Armstrong and Armstrong goes through mm-hmm. for probably his third or fourth chance of the night <laughs> so when he blazed over he puts over the bar there was just like constant I, mean, I think there was there was two headers for Adams in 12 seconds it was just a barrage of pressure and eventually the buckled you mm-hmm. know when you put when you've got that type of thing I mean I'm sure there were spells that a lot of people think it's going to be one of these nights mm-hmm. but once the first goal went I mean Armstrong had a header as well that actually ended up so far away from the goal it wasn't even close didn't to didn't want to score. mess up his hair but I think was, is uh, the accusation it, it was a brilliant performance it really was and different it was Denmark was very good this was very different in regards to how mm. good and how dominant we were against a good team without being too unfair on, on previous times as a man who did a lot of running in channels for Scotland would you like some of those chances that we created the other night you know we would and a lot a lot gets made about comparing teams and players I mean like you look through the years we've had some incredible players absolutely it's uh, it's maybe not been it's all came together the way it should have but at the moment it is because uh, the I mean as a, as a forward playing in that game and Shea Adams put a power of work in you know again I actually talked about it leading into the game that there's there's so much more to him than just the goal scoring, but him as a player 
he'll have looking at those, those headers and he'll, he'll be disappointed he's not came away with at least a goal. But the work that he puts in for the team uh, allows guys to come on like like Lyndon Dykes and and even Ryan Fraser's that he's he's put so much work to run that back line down and and, mm-hmm. and wear them out because they did look tired looked out on their feet at the they end did, of the, you came but that was down to the energy of everybody and and what they're putting there so he'll, uh, it would have been great to play in, in a team with that that the, the yeah. players of that quality and again the other night the chances that were created was was superb and it's taken a couple of days right but I finally found a negative from the result uh, the game the other night and it's that it's done us out of a debate. About who should play tomorrow Because everyone's just going to say Pretty much the same team Aren't they? Yeah I think so I, I just hope that Patterson's okay But when you look at What you're reading the papers He doesn't seem He's going to be to play But Hickey come on And done well I mean really The whole, the whole team Was just outstanding I thought Yeah I don't want to Finish on a sour note as such But it's a real shame Isn't it For, for so Nathan sorry Patterson. for him I mean Having survived a, a shaky start At Everton Change of manager Everything was going his way The Everton fans love him And in the midst of Triumph for Scotland There was the moment of Tragedy really Yeah I don't know about Direct replacements as such Kenny Because David Turnbull's dropped out Nathan Patterson's dropped out And it's Declan Gallagher And Josh Doig That have been called in So Stevie Clark obviously thinks He can maybe move things around Or whatever And I mean Josh Doig I don't think is going to pop up At right back But Aaron Hickey might pop up At left back Which you know there's, there's good flexibility in there I think when Off the back of the other night Steve felt he maybe needs A little bit more Defensive mm-hmm. cover Within the squad uh, I mean I think I mean Hickey's got to play He really has And again I would be I would be pretty much The same as everybody That I feel that The performance was that good And and the guys will be High as, high as kites You know They'll be buzzing Off the performance They'll, they'll be eager For, for the kickoff mm-hmm. To come tomorrow night and, and to go and Right get after Ireland The way they did Against Ukraine So I would just Let them off the leash again And as long as Everybody's fit and healthy And, and re- able to go And replicate it then, then let them off the leash The obvious choice is Obviously Hickey replacing yep. Patterson Would be the only one for me We're looking forward to it Thank you Andy Let's see if we can Finish on a high With you two then What about this teaser We're looking for two more Kenny McLean Of the last nine Scots Who scored in a competitive game uh, And played in the English Premier League At the time No So you've got McGinn Armstrong Adams McKenna McTominay Robertson Snodgrass I'll go through my list Maloney No No. In that era no Wait there's one that's in the current squad There's one that featured the other night Uh, Fraser Ryan Fraser Against the Pharaohs March 21 The other one We're now going back a bit We're going back to that Snodgrass era And it's no Fletcher No Uh, Dave Smith no, not, not an own goal scorer Right area of the pitch, roughly But probably even less of an attacker than, than James Morrison was oh. Do you know what the Fletcher or not? He actually popped up with a couple for Scotland, this guy this, The other Fletcher, no. Nah. Nah. Definitely right area of the pitch now if you're talking Darren Yeah. Uh, so around that time, in Strachan's team you were talking Scott Brown, Darren Fletcher And there was kind of one other that would be in that same No, I'm, I'm at a loose end here Clue Hamilton Ackies so James McCarthy James oh, MacArthur MacArthur James yeah. MacArthur yeah. Right thank you Kenny and Hugh Back on Monday With Kenny Miller And Roger Hanna And GBX Anthems Up next Enjoy your weekend Whatever you're up to